welcome to your Fiercely Fabulous Life podcast. I'm Shelley Qualtera, your host. This podcast was created for you, the woman who wants more in her life, for her family, and in her relationships. We're going to spend time creating inspiration and motivation while providing you with tangible, practical strategies and tools for your life to find greater happiness, love, and fulfillment. I will provide you with real-life takeaways that have you not only thinking about, but taking action to create your fiercely fabulous life. Now let's get started. Welcome, welcome, welcome to your Fiercely Fabulous Life podcast. I don't know if you're parents, if you're teens, if you are listening together, but welcome to this episode. Today, we're going to spend some time talking about therapy for our teens. And should my teen go to therapy? Why should they go to therapy? What does that mean? What does that look like? I love teens. I started out my career over 30 years ago, everybody. And when I started out my career, I worked in a maximum security prison with teens, with adolescents. And I did that for seven years and they were my total favorite. They just, they, they're so transparent. They're so just say what's on their mind, especially if they don't really know you. Um, they are trying to navigate the world And they're just these amazing humans. They're kids, but they're these mini adults. And I'm so passionate about them. I see teens in my private practice every day. Probably 50% of the people that I see in my practice are teens. And then the other 50% are adults. So it's such a cool and amazing balance for me. But today we're going to delve into the importance of mental health and exploring the topic related to therapy and personal well-being for your teen and why it's important that they do go to therapy, why they have and why we should give them the opportunity to to look at it. We're going to take a look, as you know, at research and some statistics and reason why therapy is a huge benefit to our teens, especially in these tricky years. And as you all know, I love giving bite-sized practical strategies, tools, and skills that you can take away and implement into your everyday life. As soon as we turn off this episode, you're going to be able to apply some of these skills and tools. And if you want to reach out and learn more, you can check the show notes, connect with me on my website. I have a team of therapists that work with us and we offer free calls. So maybe after this episode, you might want to reach out and book a session for yourself or for your team. So let's get started. Teenage years are hard, you guys. Oh my goodness. They're harder now than they have ever been before. And I know some of you might be thinking, huh, really, Shelly? My teen has everything. They could not want for anything. However, what we know is that teens do feel lonelier now than they ever have, even though they are more connected than they've ever been through social media, through apps, through texting, through phones. They actually are really missing those social connections. And the teenage years are really challenging. Sometimes 
more for some than others. There's hormonal changes. There's academic pressures. There's social challenges with friends. Oh my gosh, girl drama. And challenges with boys. Oh goodness. And trying to navigate personal identity issues. This can often lead our teens to feeling much more stressed, anxious, and challenged with other mental health issues, which could potentially lead them to deal with things in ways that feel really scary for us. Self-harm, thoughts of suicide, avoidance, isolation. So seeking therapy can really offer value support, valuable support, guidance at this really important crucial stage for our teens. So let's start by looking at some Canadian research and statistics. According to the Canadian Mental Health Association, approximately 1.2 million Canadian children and youth experience a mental health disorder. And most typically, when someone is going to be challenged with a mental health disorder, a mental illness, this shows up in adolescence. Oftentimes, I hear parents brush things off as normal teenage behavior. They're just being disrespectful. They're being avoidant. They're a challenging teen when actually your teen might be really struggling with their mental health. And they're less likely to tell you than their peers first. They're more likely to behave in not so kind and nice and lovely ways, parents, to you than they would their friends. You hear them on the phone, they're on their Snapchat, they're talking on on their video, and they are laughing and they're having the greatest time. And you're like, ah, this is so lovely. And then they come out of their room and this monster has risen. And you're like, where did you come from? And who are you? And you were just this most glorious person in the room that you were talking to your friends a few minutes ago. So it can be really important to distinguish between what's normal teenage behavior and what is mental health challenges. Where are they struggling? The research also suggests that early intervention through therapy can significantly improve long-term outcomes for our teens that are facing mental health challenges. When they're facing these challenges, as they grow older, they don't actually typically go away. Often, they become bigger, they become more intense, they become more overpowering. And then there are these young adults that are dealing with all of these hard things and they're really struggling. So one reason that it's important for teens to seek therapy is to get in early, to have them have some basic strategies, tools, skills, maybe dig into deeper issues that are going on for them. It is a safe and confidential space for them to express their thoughts, their emotions, their concerns, really not be judged and have somebody outside of their parents and their friends to talk to. They might feel more comfortable talking about their challenges or problems with a therapist in an environment that is away from their parents where they feel like they can say anything. Although when I do work with parents, I want buy-in. Sometimes you might be the one that needs to attend the session and do a little bit of the work as well. Our teens sometimes really need that additional support from our parents to see that they're doing some work, that we're doing the work, that they're doing the work. 
and they feel supported knowing that they're not going through this alone, that their therapist is working on it with them and their family, their parent. Therapy also can equip our teens with some essential coping skills and strategies because it's a critical time for that emotional development, that emotional regulation. They're developing their problem-solving abilities. They're trying to develop healthy ways to communicate and, and connect with people. And therapists, counselors can help your teens build these skills by empowering them to navigate challenging and tricky situations with more effective conversations, with more forward thinking that can provide them different opportunities to deal with the hard and tricky times. Because let's be honest, our teens think we've never been teens before. Our teens thinks we don't know what we're talking about. And a therapist can say the same thing to them that you are. Suddenly, making sense. Oh gosh, being a parent is hard sometimes, isn't it? But also remembering you want to start thinking about how you want to develop your adult relationship with your teenager. I know that might sound a little bit earlier, like they're 15, they're 14, but they're closer to being an adult than they are a child. You need to start thinking about how do I want to connect with my adult child? How do I want to start having these conversations with my teen who is nearing adulthood to develop a different relationship? We may not be wanting to do advice giving. We may be wanting to have collaborative conversations with them and let them think through and problem solve. So a therapist can really help teens do that by breaking some barriers, by helping them be thoughtful and thinking through a a process, a way to move forward. So what are some tools and strategies to encourage your teen to attend therapy? So one, don't make us the bad guys. Don't use therapy as a threat. Don't stigmatize therapy, that there's something wrong with them, that they need to go talk to a shrink. (laughs) I hear this all the time. Uh, It's really crucial to create an open, honest, non-stigmatized dialogue around mental health, around mental wellness, that we could all use support, whether it's mom, whether it's dad, whether it's sister, whether it's brother, encouraging open, honest, transparent conversations around emotions and normalizing what it would be like to seek help. If they had a broken leg, you'd take them to the doctor. You wouldn't create stigma around that. If they were having severe headaches, you'd take them to the doctor to get that explored. Well, if they're struggling with anxiety or they're isolating or you're experiencing mood challenges with them or they're self-harming or you're seeing behavioral shifts within them that don't seem quite spot on or maybe you're not sure, encourage them to talk to somebody else. Maybe you need to start therapy sessions before they'll start because they want to see what it's like and that it's okay. So open conversations, normalizing it. And this helps reduce that stigma that can be associated with therapy when there is a supportive environment, when others are doing it as well. And informing and involving your teen in the decision. There is nothing worse for a therapist to have a parent bring a teen in and they say, I didn't know where I was going. My parent just told me to get in the car. I had an appointment. We had to go somewhere. And then they show up in my office. I'm like, oh my gosh, (laughs) 
this is not a good way to start. This is not a good way to begin the conversation. Even though parents, sometimes you might feel like you're at your wits end. You're at the end of your rope. Trust me. I have three kiddos. Two of them are teens right now. And, uh, we really need to start those conversations. We really need to have those conversations and have them be part of the decision-making process and allow them to pick and choose and have the free 30-minute calls to decide if they think that that therapist is the right one for them, that they feel that they resonate with them, that they connect with them, that they feel like that person is someone they they could reach out to. I know there's been teens I've met and I'm like, we just don't quite gel, but I can refer you to somebody else. If we have that conversation, maybe it's about a male therapist versus a female therapist, whatever that is, let your teens be part of this. Again, they're closer to being adults than they are kids. We want them to have some autonomy. We want them to have some power and control over what working with and supporting their own mental health and wellness looks like. So the research does tell us that when our teens feel empowered and have their own agency within their own mental health journey, they are more likely to engage in therapy and actively participate in sessions and want to attend sessions. I have teens that I work with that email me without their parents even even knowing because we've set up sessions. The parents say, if you want to connect and you want to reach out and you want to set a time with Shelly, go ahead and do that. And then I will, I will catch the bill for you. Or as long as you're getting the support you need, we've developed that relationship and the parents are trusting their teens to make the good choices. It's an amazing step when you can see this happening with teens and parents. It's great. And it's so helpful for, for our teens as well. Sometimes using technology can be really an effective way for our teens to engage. Uh, There's lots of therapy platforms that are online now. There's different apps that they could use. You know, for example, myself and the therapists I all work with and my team, we do virtual sessions. We do phone sessions. We do face-to-face sessions. So exploring some of these tools flexibility, allowing for privacy where they're not going to feel like mom and dad are going to hear everything that I'm saying when I'm in my sessions does make uh, therapy a lot more appealing when our teens know that they're going to have some confidentiality outside of a few parameters where we need to ensure safety. It's going to be first and foremost. So another strategy, another thing to highlight is that success, that some success stories and hearing from other young people who may have benefited from therapy. So maybe sharing or having friends or teens or cousins, you know, share that they've been to therapy and how it was really helpful can maybe sometimes help with that growth, can inspire your teen to start thinking about therapy and maybe consider coming to therapy um, for their own mental wellness and and seeing what positive outcomes can really happen. And I think one of the last things today to talk a little bit about is ensuring that your teens are going to be having ongoing support and encouragement throughout the therapeutic process, that you recognize the hard work that they're doing, that you acknowledge the efforts that they're putting in, that you're reinforcing 
the importance of their mental health, of their mental well-being, even though you may not be necessarily understanding it, even though you may not know exactly what's going on in sessions, even though you may not know that your team is, is, you know, you feel like they're keeping things from you, but you know that they have a safe outlet, that they're, they're talking with somebody can really help build that strong support, that network with your family, that network with you and your child, that relationship of trust, and can really help contribute to that, their success in therapy. You know, so there's a few points in here that it's important for our teens to, to be considered to go to therapy. So it's important to recognize that therapy can provide really valuable support for teens who might be dealing with mental health challenges, who might be dealing with friendship challenges, struggles with self-esteem, self-worth, self-harm, that these things can all be conquered. Whether it's anxiety or something more serious, depression or something more serious, friendship challenges or something more serious or less serious, Having and allowing and encouraging your teens to seek supports and understanding what's kind of in that realm of normal teen behavior, developmentally as well as socially and emotionally, really will help them down the track of early adulthood and becoming adults. And remembering that your teens are closer to adults than children, so you need to be developing what you want that relationship to look like with them. That Canadian research and the statistics really does tell us and emphasizes the significance of early intervention and the positive impacts that therapy can and does have on our teens' long-term overall wellness and well-being. So by using some of the strategies and tools, like having open conversations and communication with your teen, involving them in the process and the decision-making around who they're going to see and who that therapist is and who they feel like they gel with, maybe utilizing technology such as as apps or platforms or Zoom sessions um, can be helpful for allowing them to find privacy and confidentiality in in when they're talking with their therapists. Maybe finding someone that they look up to that has gone through therapy before and how they found it really helpful and beneficial to them. And offering your support to encourage and empower them to prioritize their mental health, to seek out and make connections with our therapist once you've developed that relationship and for you to also be involved in that process by understanding what your teen is working on in sessions and how you can be a best support for them. So remember, seeking therapy for yourself or for your teen is absolutely not a sign of weakness. It is actually one of the bravest, most empowering things we can do. It's an act of strength. It's about self-care and it is about finding the best version of you, even through these hard, tricky teenage years. So if you're a teen, if you know someone who is a teen, or you need support, do not hesitate to reach out. You can find us on all social media platforms, our website, book a free 30-minute call, and be sure to share this episode with anyone who you think could use it. Thanks for being here, and until next time, mwah! 
Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to your Fiercely Fabulous Life podcast. Please be sure to share with any woman in your life that needs more. Have a great day and see you soon.